Hello and welcome to a very unusual Redefining the Geek. Yeah. Chad, this is a podcast where two aging bald men, yes. who between them have the diversity of an Irish potato, yeah. talk about things that we find to be particularly relative to the geekdoms of being both young and old, because we brought our topics from a youth forward with us, and we certainly collected more along the way. Yeah. How you doing today? Doing great. How about you? Sun's shining. It's a beautiful day. Yeah, it is gorgeous. It's, it's summertime in Iowa. Now, traditionally, we introduce a beer, and in order for us to introduce a beer, I think we have to at least give a nod to what we are doing today and why it is an unusual podcast. So you want to tell the folks where we're at? Yeah, we're at Thew Brewing in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, a place that's very near and dear to my heart, and we're going to be talking about the craft brewing scene and Thew in particular. Yeah, so you you will hear some sounds in the background, which is cool because we are live and on remote, which is something we've never done before. So I think that's very cool. Um, we're also going to crack a beer in a very different fashion because this is poured straight out of the tap for yeah, us. Right and, from the source. Yeah. Uh, introduce us on what we're drinking. Man, this beer right here is one of my favorite Iowa beers of all time. It's Thu's Old and In the Way. It's a double IPA. It's 8.5% ABV, and it, it just drinks like a dream. I, I would put this in my top beers of all time from the state of Iowa for craft and micro. It's, uh, it's just delicious. Yeah, um, you know, like you said, it, it's definitely a craft beer. It has incredible IPA characteristics that I would say, um, you know, b- balance somewhere in between traditional West Coast and traditional New England. It's got a lot of a lot of character and flavor. It certainly has the hop count that you yeah, would yeah. look for in an IPA on the West Coast, and that draws you back in and wants you to take another drink. It's got a beautiful color to it. You know, slight, cut, slight haze. Yeah, slight haze. It's got a nice, um, you know, thick rosy color to it. It's got, I would say, the kind of mouthfeel that you like in an IPA that brings you back for another drink but doesn't force yeah. it. Yeah, and if, you, if you're if you a fan like Chad and I are of IPAs, this one has just a ton of character. So definitely encourage you to try it out. But the fun thing is about today is we're going to go through sort of a tasting flight of all the Thu, Thu yeah, brews. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, we've got some exciting ones coming up for sure. Yeah, and that's awesome. You know, I was not necessarily in tune with Thu. You kept talking about it. I'd never been here. yeah. Your wife had a birthday party. Yeah, we also had our wedding reception here, so they're uh, hosting all kinds of events. Um, Nice, welcoming space, wide open, lots of seating. Yeah, it's 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 absolutely awesome. Certainly, as we sit here and we look at the cityscape as it goes around us, it also gives you sort of that summer vibe, right? I mean, you're you're in a place where you can come and hang out. You get to watch the traffic. You get to watch people walking by. Yeah. But it also uh, is going to give you some of the. Uh, I would say ambiance that you look for if you're a craft brew guy like you and I. Yeah. You know, you, you've got a pinball table in the corner. Yeah. There's an emulator over here that has like 70 classic 80s arc, arcade games on a on a sta- on a, a tabletop format. All the you sit down, uh, which is always my favorite because uh, I'm lazy. I don't yeah. want to stand. <laughs> Centipede, 1942. I just go through the list, and there's like a, a time warp back to uh, to our childhood. It's it's pretty cool. Yeah, and you know, kind of if you're still in the in the COVID mindset and you're worried about it, the, the tables are spaced nicely here, and yeah. you know, it's it's just really warm and inviting. They got some couches in the corner if you want to bring a couple friends along and sit around and have a have Hand a good sandy on all the tables. Yeah, yep. some nice fresh flowers. They got darts. Yeah, darts. There's like a, a game I never got, never yeah. was good at. But. Oh man, we'll have to do that sometime. I'll show you the. I'll show you all the little you know tricks, the tricks that I've learned. Yeah, I, I wouldn't say I'm great or anything. Terra will always beat me, but I have like a, I have some. It's just like anything, throwing a football, throwing a baseball, mechanical, you know, you like get your form down and you you can get pretty good accuracy. Uh, They have a ton of games here, like a whole, right behind you, there's a whole rack of all the board games. Yeah, um, before the pandemic, uh, there was a uh, board game night and it was just basically come in and set up and pick any of the games and and play, yeah. Yeah, so great ambiance. So what's happening in the world that's got your attention today? Anything? I, I'm going to tell you what has mine. I feel like we're 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 beginning to get warm in a way that I'm not used to in Iowa early. Yeah, we've uh, had a, a week of like 95 degrees. Yeah, it's like severe drought conditions. Um, my yard is yellow. Um, my plants are hanging on by a thread despite being watered twice a day. Got some pepper plants and 
you know, the usual fare, herb garden, tomatoes, stuff like that. But it's not looking the best. Not living, no, no, yeah, no, I would say it's best. more akin to August outside than yeah, it, it feels is like to, it. Although today had a little bit of relief. It wasn't as um, hot and there was wasn't brutal. any humidity. But it's still yeah. under the sun. It's, it's pretty blazing. I scorched myself swimming laps at the pool the other day. So a little pink yeah. <laughs> about the belly. You know, we're still recovering from derecho, so we bought some trees last weekend and planted those in, I think I put like seven gallons and uh, twice a day on them just to keep them alive right now. It's, yeah. It's yeah, ridiculously dry. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say there's that. There's the usual summer fair stuff going on. So, you know, when you live in Iowa, you get to basically look at the map and say, what small town event do I want to go to this, right. <laughs> this weekend? Everywhere, everywhere. They're, so it's they're starting to ramp over. up. Yeah, yep. Solon Beef Days. Yeah. So many great ones, you know. Oh, there's Hobie Days, Solon yeah. Beef Days. Yeah. You know, you can drive to any small town and get there, either their, you know, pork days or their beef sauerkraut days. Sauerkraut days. Or sauerkraut days or something, something. So those are starting to ramp up. And, you know, last summer we missed all of that. Yeah. Uh, we didn't go to any of that. Everything. This, you know, even my wife, who's really conservative on travel right now, you know, she's saying, hey, let's go out and, and, and do something. So, you know, travel is the other thing I would talk about. You know, you know, we've talked at length about where our kids are, and, and they're doing just amazing things this summer. All over. Yeah. They've been through, so far, Texas, New Mexico, Arizona, Utah, Utah which yeah. is a big one for national parks. There's five big national parks in Utah. They've done them all. I think they're either today's the last day at Zion, or they're headed, to, or they're already headed to um, Nevada. They're mm-hmm. going to see the one in Nevada, which names it escapes me completely. Um, Tara would be mad. That's okay. And and then I, I convinced them they should just drive by uh, Lake Mead and the in the Hoover Dam because I, I want to know how low the water is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's supposedly I, the lowest levels ever. I actually just that's funny you mentioned that. I actually just saw some pictures uh, at Lake Mead, and it's like the lowest ever, and it's you know you see these beaches and there's just boats stranded like a hundred yards from the water line and you can see the you know the mineral mineralization on the on the shore of where the water was and like how fast it's dropped and it's it's pretty incredible pretty pretty crazy i've been out there several times last time is probably oh man five years ago six years ago now and even then the water level wasn't normal you could see the white band yeah right and so, you know, the questions were, how bad is it? You know, and they're like, well, you know, we're at like 30-year lows now, you know, at that time. And, mm-hmm. you know, we're, we're worried about, you know, having to cut water production and power production, or water throughput and power production. Um, not necessarily because they can't let it flow through because it's not high enough to flow through. Sure. It's like, isn't that like the one of the biggest suppliers of Southern California for yep. like just yep. any kind of water almond yep. farms like all kinds of stuff and then i heard recently that you know the colorado river basically is the lifeblood of all those states right. out there yeah and what's interesting is it you know if you look at how it flows you know it comes from the rockies and heads down it goes through arizona mm-hmm. it doesn't ever really go through california right california has the first right on that water huh so they just california <laughs> F in California. Right. They just um, put in, I forget their terminology, but it's like their phase one water shortage plan, Uh which puts uh, commercial properties on water restriction in Arizona. doesn't do anything for people in California. (laughs) So, you know, to be fair, we built an economy around California that favors... Um, I mean, let yeah, let's talk about that. It's not we didn't build. That's the it, it's like the sixth largest economy fifth. in the world. Fifth. It's the fifth largest. Not we're not talking like, you know, the countries. I mean, it, the state itself. Yeah, you is take the, the state out of the United States, it's the fifth largest economy. Yeah, that's insane yeah. to me. But they they're also they just happen to be the largest food producer in the United States yep. as well. So, you know, we have a dependency on California that I would say is not particularly yeah, Wisconsin healthy. isn't the dairy land anymore. It's California. Well, yeah. Now you're talking <laughs> about some of the effects of global warming because right. you're starting to see uh, even the climate corn belt. change. Yeah, cli- climate change. Mm-hmm. You're starting to see even the the productive corn belt moving north yeah. because of the well what we what we were talking about earlier, right? The heat. Right. So. All this is pretty topical and things that we need to, you know, keep our eyes on. And, you know, I, I think we could probably geek out a full episode on the things that we see that are different now than when we were kids. Um, you know, I think about things like the snowfall and yeah. how they used to, I mean, is it just me or did we used to get like six foot snow drifts? And, yeah, all the yeah, time. Yeah. It's, it's different I'm now. You, it's different. It's different. So we can talk about that and we should do a follow up on that. So one of the really cool things about being at Thu 
is they have a really good relationship with a uh, another business right next door called Local Poor. Yeah, Local Poor. Do you Great. know those guys at all? Or? I do, I do. Uh, Justin and Tim are the owners. I have a bunch of friends that work there. It's kind of like the spot. It's one of those like elevated foodie type. It's still a bar. They Their motto is fun, not fancy, but it's still upscale. They do oysters on Thursday nights. Hmm. They have a blue plate special, or I'm sorry, a white plate special, they call it, on the weekends, which is like a you know a high-end meal for a for an upper scale price yeah. yeah but they still do like foot-long hot dogs and euros and you know poutine and well yeah one, of, yeah one of the really great things about coming to Thu is they're right next door they have a great relationship and you can order apps over there yeah bring and, them in and grab them and bring them in so we just put an order in for a couple apps so yeah. the, those listening are going to get a chance to hear us smacking away yes. on some poutine and yes. some pretzels probably get some on my shirt yeah that's okay and it's a fine shirt that you're Thank wearing you. the uno wild shirt yeah I they like bought that. it as a joke but i mean it's pretty much in my daily rotation yeah, uno is not a joke weekly rotation yeah you, sometimes the uno the table ends up flipped over and there's cards everywhere rules yeah. get that's right made it's, up it, it's and serious bent. business yeah yeah the boys introduced us to some new rules like stacking that i'd never heard of that you could oh play multiple colors of like draw two you could stack up green blue red yellow draw twos and then lay them all on one person and uh i never heard oh, that, that, that that's was, new to me that was almost a throwdown in the dining room on right. that one <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll be honest with you. I think your throwdown days with those boys are over. I know. <laughs> yeah, like sixth grade. When they were yeah. in sixth grade, it was over. Yeah, yeah, those, yeah. Those, you know, speaking of, of those boys, one of them stopped by my house today and sold me a, a Warrior football card. And, you know, we could see, uh, we heard the knock on the door, and my wife and I were in my office working on something. I don't even remember at the time. But she said, I don't know who that is, but it's somebody big. <laughs> <laughs> did he ride a bike over there? He did. And, That's you know, crazy. That was my bike. And I I was wondering which way he would go because... Well, I pimped him over last summer. So last summer, he's like, Tavius, we should we could ride bikes to the Grand Canyon. And I'm like, no, 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 you can't. I said, I want to see you ride up that hill before you ever can ride to the Grand Canyon. Well, he said that was his motivation today to ride up the hill. Nice. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a that's a tough hill either way you, either way you slice it. Indian Hill... East Post. Those, well, if you are... if you yeah if you go the East Post way, you go down East Post. Yeah. Or you, I'm sorry, you go you go. I'm sorry, you, if you go the Cottage Grove way, you go down Cottage Grove and up Indian Hill, which is right. a much longer, right. much more painful climb than if you just go up 30th Street. Yeah, I'd be using gears on my bike that I've never seen. Yeah, seen the chain. That's when you'd want that <laughs> that moped of you know, the the local VO moped, ride. The VO ride. That's right. <laughs> So here's what I suggest is let's take a quick break and we can talk a little bit more about um, kind of the hyper local brewery story and and where Thu fits into that. Yeah. And then what I'm really excited about, we're going to have a beer tasting and hopefully get the owner to join us on on it. But in the meantime, we'll take a break and go get some apps. Sounds good. All right. And we are back. And man, are we back in fashion, Chad. Woo! So we went over, you're, you're hearing me smack my lips, because we went over to Local Poor. We got what they call an everything pretzel, which is a pretzel with various accoutrements on top of it. There's some sesame seed, I think, some good salt. Um, yeah, maybe I, always, some... I always judge a pretzel by, is there enough salt left to do my driveway if it was winter time? That's that's what I'm going for. This definitely fits the bill. Yeah, I mean it's really really good. Um, there's something green. You'd probably know what that is. Sage or oregano. Oregano or, or I don't know what it is. It's Fresh good. oregano leaf. Very good. And then we got the poutine, which I'm going to be honest with those who are listening. This has been a bigger break than normal because as we start to eat this, we realized we can't do this uh, and talk at the same time. It's it's too good. It's too messy. It's delicious actually. I'm still going to try though. Yeah, and then and then magically, what appeared before us while we were away was a flight of beers. So I'm looking forward to all that that entails. There we go. Yeah, flight of beers. Yeah, and uh, what a generous flight it is. Uh, we've got eight beers in front of us that we're going to go into just shortly in a in a tasting test. Kind of, we'll we'll t- taste each beer and see what they tell us. But 
Chad, you know, you are big on what I call the hyper-local story. So do you want to kind of just tell that story one more time for the benefit of the listeners and, and talk about how Thu fits into that? Yeah, absolutely. I think when you talk about craft and microbrewery, there's so many. And uh, I got to go back to, I'm not, uh, Chet Culver, I'm not sure of the years of his tenure as governor of Iowa, but he made some pretty incredible uh, changes, sweeping changes to the law that allowed uh, craft and microbreweries to flourish in Iowa. Up until that point, you could only brew 3.2% beer. So there was no incentive. Why would you want to compete with Bud Light or Miller Light or whatever was on the shelf when you couldn't do anything more than 3.2%? I think it was about 20 years ago that he signed this sweeping legislation that reversed basically prohibition era laws. And so breweries can uh, now make the high grab beers and the resulting explosion in craft and micros leaves you with a multitude of gosh where do I start what do I do how do I you know there's so many I can't choose just go stand in front of the craft brew section at your local grocery store there are literally hundreds of choices my my advice is start with hyper local i call it hyper local like what is in my town stew brewing is like two miles from my house there's a bunch of other ones you know there's probably six breweries within a 10 mile radius start with hyper local just go through find your favorites do a service to the local businesses spend some money uh, and, and find the stuff you like you know you don't have to try every single thing that's on the shelf at, at the grocery store, you can literally go to the spot where it's made yeah. and have it fresh, fresh from the spout. So that's right. And, and so, Chad, you really introduced me to this concept. I mean, I, I've tried local beers, but I had never focused solely on, you know, trying to sort of get the full range of what's what's available local. And certainly, I was not one that got out and and visited a bunch of these things. To me, sort of flipping that switch was a magical moment. There are so many good beers local. Yeah. And you are supporting your community. You're supporting the people that you see every day in the grocery stores or in the in the walk in the streets or whatever business you go into. You're supporting those folks, and they, they're making wonderful products, and you should go out and visit them and, and, and try them. And we're, today we're at Thu, which is, Ch- Chad, this is near and dear to your heart for several reasons. Yeah. You know, you, you told the story. Your, your wife was had a birthday party here recently. But I believe this is also where you had your wedding reception? Wedding reception, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, this place is near and dear to your heart in ways that, you know, I, I can't necessarily compete with. But, you know, I find the, I find the pleasure um, j- just the same. And I can say this. Years ago, I got over the idea I wanted to drink kind of crap beer, mm-hmm. right? I was forever a big Miller Lite drinker, and I drank it, I realized, because it had better flavor than Bud Light. But... You know, there wasn't much interest there after you had one. Right, the magic's gone. The magic is gone. That's <laughs> correct. So I got into craft beer at a at a pretty young age, and I would say my palate got way more complex. And places like this represent an option for those of us that like a, a more complex flavor. Yeah. Something that um, is creative that pushes the boundaries of innovation. Yeah. Right. And, Th- and Thu does that. And, you know, we have eight beers in front of us that we're going to try that to show us that. So, you know, once again, I want to also nod to the ambiance. If you're a craft beer guy, this is the place you want to come, right? I mean, this has incredible ambiance. you got video games, which geeks like us love. Um, you got the ability to play some board games if you want. But you also have the, the ability to talk with an owner that knows their, their beer. And we learned also knows their bourbon. Yeah. So um, they, don't, they don't sell it, but she can talk about it all day long. So that was very cool. So here's what I'd like to do, Chad, is let's take another quick break set up. Um, set up for the beer tasting, uh, which means moving some electronics around. And, and then we can uh, start to see what other pleasures, other than olden in the way, yeah. that Thu has to offer. All right. Okay, we are back, and we've poured our first beer, and we are, it's just like magic. Somebody shows up to explain to us about the beer, which is very cool. So the, the, the owner of yes, Thu showed yes, up? co-owner, yep. Co-owner. You want to introduce yourself? Yep, my name is Haley Flinker, and my husband Travis and I own Thu Brewing. That's awesome. So you guys are the, the mind share behind the magic that happens here. Yes. 
And can you give me just a little concept of how big this operation is? Do you produce kegs, bottles? Do you send it statewide? Do you send it nationwide? You know, kind of give me some idea. Yeah, so we're, we're fairly small um, in the scale of craft breweries. Uh, we have a six barrel system. We do keg distribution. So we, uh, right now we're only licensed to distribute within the state of Iowa. Um, so we distribute kegs, um, some bottles, 12 ounce bottles that you may see in your hy stores, your local liquor store. And um, we're starting to work on some 12 ounce cans also. Awesome. So I have bought your product in the stores, so I know it well <laughs> from that perspective. I love the little fat bottles. That's yes, like my the favorite. Yes, bottles yeah. are very popular. You know what that reminds me? That reminds me of when I was a kid and my dad bought, I think it was Olympic beer or some crap beer. But Olympia. Olympia, maybe. But it came in a little fat bottle as well. So we had stacks of those in our garage forever. And I was like, you know, someday I'm going to be old enough and I get to drink that. And, and here I am drinking out of small little food bottles that taste way better, I'm sure, than Olympia. But have you ever drank Olympia beer? I've never had okay. Olympia beer. I don't think they, do they make Olympia beer? I have never heard of it. So. I don't think they do. I think it's probably, you know, draws from the Olympic Mountains and Olympia National Park and all that in Washington. But uh, I'm sure it's still around, but probably not really <laughs> well here. Yeah, those bottles probably sat in our garage for... 30 years honestly they're just way in the back behind a 1965 falcon that didn't run mm. so it was were there they a full or a what full bottles no no oh, they okay. were no dad dad let years. nothing go to waste very good. dad <laughs> let nothing go to waste so so we have a beer in front of us that we're going to try first this is called bogey joe yeah and, and give us a little bit of something behind bogey joe so bogey joe is an amber ale that this beer is very special to me so um i'm from a small town in northwest iowa called kinnearum uh, i went to high school in manson and my high school chemistry teacher and um golf coach Joe Middleton, uh, we make this beer for a tournament that we hold in in Manson oh. every year in awesome. his memory. So how cool is that? Yeah. So, so this a friend of mine from high school, Elias, puts on this tournament every year, and he said, "I want you to make a beer in honor of Joe." And I said, "What do you want to make?" Because I come from Bush Lake Country, right? Yeah. <laughs> Small town Iowa. We drink a lot of Milwaukee's best there. And he said, "Let's make an amber ale." And I said, "Are you sure?" And he said yes. So we've been making it. This is the third year that we've made. We've made it every year. We've been open. Um, and very cool. So and you the know, people of Manson actually they like the beer. So oh, that's very cool. Well, maybe they also just like the fact that a local girl comes back with beer. <laughs> yeah, makes it happen, right? So th- this is this is a much darker amber color than what we've been. Well, not that much darker than Olden in the way, but it's a little bit darker and definitely more malty. You don't yeah, get yeah. the you don't get the IP bite. You know the the hoppy. Yeah, it's not as bitter, but yeah, you're going to no get bitters. a lot of malts. But there, ton sure. of malts. It's really flavorful, and there's even a little sweetness to it. And I don't love ambers. It's never been one of my favorite styles, but this I will drink all day long. So. Yeah, this and is it easy. Clocks in a little bit higher at six point three percent. Oh, it's so little, it's, it's got some purpose behind it's got it some too. Kick to it. Yeah. yeah. No, that's awesome. But it's I mean, meant this, to be enjoyed on the golf course with your friends. Well, I could definitely do that. It's an easy drinker, no doubt about it. Sessionable, something you could uh, come back to easily for a second. I think. It's very good. And I, I would say in terms of ambers, sometimes they over-carbonate ambers, in my opinion. And this one almost has a cask kind of finish. I don't know if that's natural or not or if it's because I poured some out of a glass. But um, I, I think that's awesome. I really like it. Chad, what's your thoughts on the uh, Bogey Joe? Uh, crush, crushing hazard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a little sound bite for that for a crushing hazard? Yeah, I, may, I'll find one. I'll yeah, put, sure. I'll put one in the mix for yeah, sure. Absolutely. No, it's delicious. Yeah. And, so this is just like a limited release for the tournament, and then it's done. So, so typically we make it. Every it year. Uh, we definitely make it. It will come out. Uh, the tournament is next weekend, so mm-hmm. it always comes out usually mid to late June. Um, we will occasionally make it other times throughout the year as well, depending on what's going on. It's actually something that I would like to get into our regular lineup. retail distribution. Yeah. So something yeah, you could I look would. for in cans and bottles hopefully soon. Right. And there's, there's a certain segment, I would say, of the people who want to be involved with craft beer that don't want to take on IPA and don't want to take on the super characteristically high um, beers. Absolutely. And th- this would be an easy entry for them. And yeah, yeah. It's, re- it's really good. So give me a little backstory on Thu. I would love to know where the name came from, how long you guys have been in business, why you chose Cedar Rapids, Iowa, all of those things. Uh, so we've been here for three years. We opened in March of 2018. Um, the short story is that my brother-in-law, who brews for us, um, had been brewing professionally for several several years and wanted to break out and kind of do more of what he wanted to do. 
Um, and so, you know, you have some drinks and you make some decisions. And then the next <laughs> thing you know. Where all great decisions are made. <laughs> you, absolutely. And so the name few is a Middle English word that means strength and vitality. Um, we were looking for, we're in what, Kingston Village here in Cedar Rapids is one of the last neighborhoods to be revitalized after the flood of 2008. So it's kind of an up-and-coming neighborhood. We wanted something that for meant sure. strong, so strength and vitality is where we landed. So, And that was another, you know, you have some drinks and Google some things and ask Mr. Thesaurus, and <laughs> next thing you know, you have landed on this Middle English word that also, it turns out, is a lot of people's last names, particularly in Wisconsin. Oh, wow. So I get a lot of orders for merch. Um, oh, that's a bonus. Wisconsin, yes. But I have also sent merch to people in the, uh, the United Kingdom, um, sent some to Spokane a few months ago. So there are people with the last name few all over, which so apparently we didn't Google very well because yeah, we didn't really realize that's that. That's awesome, though. I might take it as an honorary just to use Thu as part of my last name. Yeah. But I, I don't officially have it. But no, <laughs> it'd be good. It's easy and then, to and then why Cedar Rapids? I mean, are you, is somebody from here? Is your husband from here? Are no, you from here? none of us yeah, are from here. from here. So my husband and his brother, um, they're from Muscatine. They went to the University of Iowa. My husband had moved up here after college. Um, so he's been here for almost 13 years. Okay. And so we lived in town. Um, I was previously, I was in Iowa City right before I moved up here and kind of fell in love with Cedar Rapids. And when we decided to do this, it made sense for us to... Totally to agree. It makes sense. Yeah. Totally love that you fell in love with it because we love it as well. I have a huge connection to Muscatine. I worked there for years and years and years. They also have a good brewery down there. Yes, contrary. Contrary. It's good. Yeah, it's a good brewery. Uh, I've been there on a couple occasions. So I know why you wouldn't want to compete in Muscatine. I mean, that's a pretty small community for two. But yeah. Yes. That's very cool. And then uh, I would I would ask for your perspective. You know, you're you're in the microbrew uh, market. You're in a city of medium size that has maybe i don't know five other uh, yeah, we're local at six brews. total breweries six in total, cedar yeah. rapids plus uh house divided in ely in ely yep yep yeah uh, you know what is what is the what is the perspectives for local for local brews in iowa are we up and coming are we starting to take some hardware is it a good place to be do, we, do you have access to people who want to have these kinds of businesses? Those kinds of questions. Yeah, I think we're in a really good place for craft beer in the state of Iowa. We hit 100 breweries in the state last year. Wow. Um, I don't feel that the market is saturated. Um, I think we have a really good spirit of collaboration. Um, there's a lot of... We're all really behind each other. Um, and I think we all build each other up in that way. And I think we... And there are enough people that love craft beer that really, really boost our beer economy here and our beer scene. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I, you know, on the saturation question, I, I can't imagine that we're anywhere near saturation. You know, the one thing I love to see is when you walk in the grocery store, sort of the the Bush Light, Miller Light section gets smaller and smaller. Yeah. And the it craft is shrinking. The, now it's, it's like crazy. just in the back. It's not even, yep. it's yep. Not even there. I mean, so this, this is where it's at for sure. And, you know, you, you made a nod to how collaborative that this world has become and i've seen some of that too i mean i've been to some of the beer festivals and things like that and you know you see guys trading beers between the tents you know hey you should try this oh how'd you guys make this and yeah it's a creative community and creative communities generally are very collaborative it is yeah we all really support each other we all love each other um it's a good it's a good time to be in craft beer in iowa for sure awesome so should we try another yeah, what's up next? I think it's called Fly Thu. This is Fly Thu, and I would just really like to clarify that I am a Twins fan. This is not Fly <laughs> the W, but if that's uh, what you need it to be, that's fine, too. <laughs> I'm right there with you as being a Twins fan. I was a Cubs fan for my whole life, but I couldn't stand the uh, <clears throat> expenditure of emotional energy of watching them <laughs> just blow it every year. And I, I basically gave up entirely on Major League Baseball, and then I went to... Uh, Target Field after they had built it, and I've had a few really great times there. And uh, with the local team, the Cedar Rapids Colonels being an affiliate of the Twins, makes it even better. I got to meet Joe Maurer and do some other cool stuff. And um, I, yeah, Twins all the way. Yeah, I'm. Not, I am not a baseball geek. Uh, of all the geekdoms that I have, <laughs> baseball is just not one of them. Now I can I can claim to have been part of the world of baseball. I coached it for a number of years with this young man right across the the way from me. Uh, uh, but I'll be honest, even when I started coaching baseball, I didn't have a clue what what it was. So yeah. Okay, so it says fly the W on Untapped. That is, 
You're fucking with me. Oh, am I allowed to? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, yeah. We'll oh, we cuss. I cut some of them oh, out. You know what? I'm so sorry. There is a fly to W on Few. That was Crystal Lake Brewing yes. Porter. Okay. Ours so is weird. Fly Few. It shows all your beers, and then randomly, for no reason, it just starts showing other breweries. Yeah. Perfect. So, so let's talk about Fly Few. Yeah. And tell me what tradition this is. So Flyfew is an Italian pilsner, which yeah. is just a dry hopped pilsner. And those hops are... Oh, man, it's good, though. I mean, this is a summer beer if I've ever had one. It's a great, easy drinker. It is. I agree with that. I mean, it's not going to take any time to get through this one. Yeah, and you, and you mentioned pilsner. So those who are, are familiar with pilsner usually are familiar from the tradition of the American pilsner. This one has a lot more flavor to it. But is again crushable. It's really easy to drink. Yeah, absolutely. It's a, only four point seven percent. So uh, this is a build in the patio on a hot summer day. Absolutely. Deck, refinishing the deck kind of beer. Yes. Yeah, and it and has saphir hops in this one. Saphir. So. It has just again. Maybe it's my palate tonight, but I get just a little sweetness on the back end, which I I like. It's not it's not something pronounced. I mean, you have to look for it. But yeah, it's got kind of like a. It's almost like a nose on the finish. Like a, ooh. You know now, that's I mean? a level of pretense I've never heard. A <laughs> nose on the finish. Well, it, it kind of like, I don't know. Yeah, no, I get it. There's like something it, on the back like end. Like the sweetness you're talking about on the back end, it kind of goes like up into the bottom of my nasal cavity, but it's like a, a taste, but it excites my olfactory. I don't know. But wow. It's good. It's well, good. there's a lot there to work with, for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's very that's good. That's a great uh, tagline for this episode. It will excite your olfactory senses. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, we can use that for Hashtag. sure. Hashtag. <laughs> olfactory senses. Yes. Yeah. No, uh, you know, for most people who, I would say, start drinking, they start with Bush Light, Bud Light, Miller Light. And uh, Miller Light, I think, is not considered a Pilsner, but the others are. I don't it's, know. It's, it's, a, it's billed as a Pilsner. Right. They're American Pilsners, in my, you know, to my estimation. That's a completely different quality than what you're getting here. This is something that's going to give you some character. It's going to introduce you to craft beer, and it's... I mean, it's good. It's easy to drink. But when you come in and order a Coors Light, and I say we have this Italian Pilsner, I think mm-hmm. it's a good uh, bridge. Yeah. A good it, it, it gives them something to reel them in. Well, I work in a, I work in a place that has a similar kind of lineup. That's like <clears throat> I like the most common questions are, can I get X High V brand of whatever I'm familiar with, whether it's Pinot Noir, Pinot Grigio, Captain and Coke, Bud Light. The ones that the average, you know, consumer with like the average palate knows. Um, so you have to be able to be like, oh, well, I don't carry that, but I do have this. And I think this is a thing that the like the local market is dying for. I think if you go around and you, you kind of get everyone's taste, they want to feel sophisticated. They want to try something that's maybe just a little bit out of their comfort zone, but they don't want to do something that A, they're going to not enjoy, or B, um, be humiliated to like not know how to order, not how to say the name, not know how to you know like go about it. So they Does want, it pair with something well yeah, yeah, and they, all that? They, yep. want to, they, want, they want to be pushed on their boundaries, but they want to be pushed in their boundaries in a way that they don't go off the cliff. It so. needs to be approachable. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. approachable. Well, I mean, I'm not nearly... You just distilled my two paragraphs down. Yeah. Approachable. <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly a person that... I don't have your depth in wine. I don't have your depth in bourbon. And I certainly don't have your depth in food. I mean, you have... You know food in a way that I don't even really comprehend the understanding of. But I want to know. Yeah. I want to know more. I want to try things. I want to be challenged. My palate wants to learn. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, see, and that's sometimes you just don't know how to ask. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Absolutely. That's the thing. Like... You can have, you can be a computer programmer, you can be a construction worker, you can be a judge or a police officer, you can be any of these things. People need your services like one day a week or one day a month or a few hours a day. But when it comes to food and beverage, every human on the planet has to eat and drink all the time, every day. So being awesome at it is like, Something that I love, and you know, I've chosen as a profession, but it, it matters, you know, and, it, and it's yeah. pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It, There's it is so cool. much, so much. So, speaking of awesome, we have another beer in front of us. It's like magic; they appear. Yes. This one's called Hacienda 
Cruzado. So this is the Hacienda Cruzado, correct? Hey, Cruzado. This Roll is that for R. a local... We make this for a local restaurant. So we're yeah. talking about saying hyper-local. So Hacienda Las Glorias is about three blocks away from our tap room. Oof, um, their margs have put me under a couple times. Yes, they are on First Avenue. They also have one at Center Point and 42nd. Um, so we don't always have this on tap here, but this is a special occasion. Um, this is one of my favorite beers that we make. Yeah. And what would the tradition be? So this is a very light saison. So we saison. had initially we had brewed a, uh, when they came in to taste beers. We had a table saison at the time, and uh, Edgar, who owns Hacienda, said this reminds me of pulque, which is a traditional drink from uh, Central Mexico, which is made from distilled agave. Yeah. And he said, this reminds me of pulque. Let's add some stuff to it. So we added cactus, lime, and more agave. Huh. And yeah, I can taste the agave with, for sure. We came up with the Hacienda Cruzado. It is their best-selling beer. Man. Um, traditionally, you can only find it on tap there, but every once in a while, we'll have it on. I mean, it, it leaves a... For me, it leaves a floral finish. I mean, it's, yeah, definitely floral. Yeah, yeah you, get the, real... you get the saison, the funky farmhouse, but yeah. the other elements. So that, I, I just want to say that saison is probably my... 94th favorite style of beer ever in the history of styles of beer. <laughs> I just, like you said, like the like Trappist Ale and Monk Ales and some of those things that are bordering on like barley wine status, they just have too much of a I left my lawn clippings out in the sun it's flavor to It's a really them, broad this, style. There's a, there's yeah. a huge spectrum between the far end what you're getting here and what you're getting at the funkiest saison yeah, i think i've tried those mostly yes <laughs> yeah. and this is a good approachable saison i highly recommend if you have a hacienda margarita dump a little bit of your cruzado yeah. in your margarita yeah. in the style of a bulldog margarita that you yeah. might do with a corona you yeah. will not be disappointed i think this is good do so you? yeah i love it does it come in bottles so you can like put it in the marg and it drinks down not as you drink down currently Ooh, marketing out but marketing yes, out. something to think about yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of character in that yeah thing. I, I mean, love it yeah yeah I, I i feel like i say the same words over and over again but you're, you're talking about something that gives you really three different sensations as you drink it there's the beginning right gives you a real nice mouth feel you get a pop of flavor and character immediately, and then you finish with that floral backside to it. I think it's really good. And I try really hard to stay pretentious as I talk about beers, but that—I I mean, I, that's what I—that's what I experienced when I drank it. It, was it really appeals good. to your baser. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it appears to my basic instincts. Yeah, and, stay pretentious. Yeah, and that's uh, right. the uh, yeah, and being available locally at another restaurant. I mean, spend your money locally, people. I'm Wait. tired of seeing two lanes of traffic blocked on Blairs Ferry Road so you can go to Popeye's. There's a thousand places that are independent who's... But have you ever had Popeye's chicken? It's it's not that great. I've never it's had it. Never, to be I've honest. never had it. I haven't either. It's not that great. You're wasting your time doing that, people. I'm yeah. saying come here. Come to Hacienda. Go to Hacienda. Yeah. Get, some, get some Garibaldi tacos. Absolutely. Oh, so good. And we do a number of beers that are custom for restaurants. Um, we do, they're collaborative. It's not a white label thing where we just slap your name on something. Sure. Um, Hacienda is one. Chrome Horse just got their own IPA. Oh, this, nice. Uh, this spring. So the Chrome Horse IPA is available on tap at the Chrome Horse Saloon nice. and... We'll just say Chrome Slop House. Though. I think they build it as a slop house. I think you're correct. Yes. Yeah. Uh, we'll, have to, we'll have to talk off uh, off mic later about that for uh, the other place. Yes. Yeah. So uh, you talked a little bit earlier with me about having an event here on, I think, a Saturday morning, a brunch or something. Can you talk about some of the different events that Thu puts on that you know might might be interesting to some oh, folks yeah. that listen? Yeah, we do. So we have a couple regular events. So we do yoga on Sunday mornings in our tap room. We just brought that back in person for the first time in over a year. So 10 a.m. on Sunday, show up. It's 15 bucks. You get an hour-long yoga class. A beer is included in your ticket price. Um, after class, we don't so, do beer and yoga. It's could, beer after yoga. Could my wife come and do yoga and I come drink her beer? Absolutely. I'm so down. I think with that's that. a great idea. And uh, yeah, actually, the bicyclist we just had come in, that's a very similar situation. Um, and Sundays at 5 30, we do pub trivia. Oh, so, fun. Yeah, we, we host, missed it last week, but we're, we're down. It was pretty great, but yeah, we had the, we we had the work ourselves. Christmas party, so. We were so, going to try and bail out early and come here, but it was 
free everything and yes and you had lincoln wine bar yeah so. it was lit yeah. and, I, and chad's I a triv sure to let danielle take the day off <laughs> yeah chad's a triv master so having chad on the team would be a good thing i actually i think we uh, i think we won it here one time um, i believe so pre-pandemic yeah. so is it team teams of like four competing teams of up to six up to so six one to six people bringing some ringers yeah nice. um we do it all ourselves, so every it varies from week to week. This last week we did Pride trivia. We had a whole Pride weekend, uh, but otherwise it's just three random categories. Um, my husband really likes to do word categories that are really going to fuck with you, and Chris and I stick to more of a traditional, some more traditional. Right. Well, what's the capital categories. of Virginia? Stuff, yeah, stuff yeah based, there were, I remember based. some some Renaissance art questions. There were some Harry Potter questions. Harry so you're just not pu- you're just not pulling out triv cards from Triv Pursuit. Oh you're no no no, your we own. are writing this all ourselves. Nice. I, do, I put an incredible amount of time and research into it. Oh, that's my, impressive. I take it, we all take it very seriously. Well, it's triv. It's a very serious thing. Yes. Maybe and next Sunday, huh? We are not. Yeah, I, w- I'd it be comes down. Well, next Sunday I'll be in Indianapolis, oh, but yeah. I'm down for a Sunday for sure. And then you talked about a drag brunch. Yes. So and we've done that a few. piqued my interest. I think that sounds fun. So this was the first drag brunch that we have done. We've done several drag trivia, or drag bingo sessions um, to raise money for Tanager Place LGBTQ plus youth center. Yep. Um, so this one, we did two drag bingos on Friday and then drag brunch on Sunday to raise money for Tanager and for CR Pride Fest. That's awesome. So that was a good time. So, so drag brunch for yeah, the uninitiated, is it? it is brunch we had food from local poor street food and it's brunch with a drag show so that is awesome and i would say i was gonna go to a drag show with tara on her birthday but she pooped out early (laughs) and so i've never been to one so and my wife was is very excited to go to one so we we definitely need to do that yeah yeah let's uh let's let's make that happen Make yeah. it happen real soon. Yeah, so a lot of fun. Let's let's try our next beer, Chad. We have Emerald Dragon in Ooh. front of us. This this, this this is. Let's just talk about the color. That's a hazy, milky one. Boy. Yeah, super hazy, super. I mean, this is looks like uh, highly unfiltered wheat. But let me tell you, the oh, the aroma is coming off of it. Yeah, so this is the second in our all caps dragon series um so the first was orange dragon with hydra and bergamot hops oh that's the one we had for tara's birthday orange yes yep. yes so emerald dragon is new um it is hydra and emerald spire hops and emerald spire is a descendant or whatever a variant of the um hydra hop there's a very interesting flavor that i don't have a clue what it is, is it, has that- a, it has like a drying mouth finish almost like a or, or like a crisping mouth finish, like almost like a wheat beer, like you said. But like, <clears throat> I don't know, like when you pour water on sand and it, it, it like sinks down. I love how you describe these things. That's what it does to my taste. Yeah. Buds. No, I see that. And I'm going to say there's like a spice or something that I, I taste that I can't identify. But it's, the first thing that comes to mind is cumin. But it's not, it's not just like cumin. But it's got that so, sort of that dry... A little Spicy, bit of, yeah, a, aromatic, like savory. Yes, yeah, a little savory. And it is a little bit more bitter on the back end. So with New England's, a lot of time you just get this juice bomb where it just tastes like balances a whole the shit bunch out of fruit. Yep. But yeah, and this I kind of like how you get more of an IPA flavor in the New England's. The yeah. Olden in the way, the double IPA is my favorite beer that we make. So I kind of it's like the, best. the combination of yeah. This I mean, this does have some of the juicier. You characteristic, get the haze and but you get the juice, but yeah, you, you do get, get a that. lot you of hop, hop character. Flavor. Yeah, and it's unusual hop character. It's grippy. Yeah, it's not yeah, something grippy. that I've ever tasted anything like. I like it. I uh, I think that's one of the things that I like the most about the IPA style of beer. It is beholden to only the imagination of the person blending the the uh, the hop bill. Like it's just like bourbon with a mash bill, or like blending red wine with like percentages of grapes. Like you. I don't even know how many hops there are, but oh, there's like, so many. Yeah, yeah. Like it's not even worth trying to memorize right, them because right, there's right. so many. Yeah, you yeah. know, you know the basic ones and the big ones that everyone uses. Yeah. But like you Citra, said, yeah, 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 Galaxy, all yep, that stuff. Yep. But um, yeah, the possibilities are limitless, and I think that's why it's exciting to me. Yeah, that that was really good. So, does Thu have what I would call a beer philosophy? You know, is there some is there some nugget of wisdom or 
togetherness that you guys have tried to build in build into your company or is this just about beer it's mostly just about beer we just love beer we yeah. want to make the best beer that we can and bring the beer to the people yeah I, no i love that now i'm gonna go out on a limb and say you guys may not realize it but there's a message behind thu that maybe isn't as ever present as the beer but we've got a pride flag hanging in the window we talked about a, a drag brunch we've got yoga going on you know, there's a community built around Thu, and, and it's about maybe inclusiveness and togetherness and all It's that. a comfortable space. It yeah. is, yeah. I want to provide a safe space. So it another is. event that we do every Tuesday, we have a comedy open mic. Oh, nice. Um, at 7 o'clock, come and watch. Tuesday, uh, Tuesday yes. 7 o'clock, honey. Tuesday, 7 o'clock. Comedy open mic. Comedy open mic. But somebody last week described us as the second gayest bar in Cedar Rapids, and I love that very much. <laughs> um, I'm happy to embrace that. I really want to provide an inclusive space where all feel welcome, where I can yes. make things approachable to you if it's not something you think you're comfortable with. I want to make you love beer, yeah. um, and I want to provide a space where everybody can come and hang out and feel feel happy and safe well it's like you're bringing a little bit of iowa city to cedar rapids which we could use so that's good all right i'm pouring our last our next one not our last one by any not stretch the last one, our no. first one off the next flight yeah so yep. we're on to flight number two so this is the skew number one. Ooh, kettle sour it is the first in our kettle sour series so it's the base in all of our kettle sours that we're currently making it is tangy on the nose. It's tangy, and I get notes of passion fruit. Yeah, yeah I um, see that. That's how I typically describe it to people. Since it's not a fruited sour, people want to know what does it taste like. Oh, it's not a fruited sour. I agree with that. You don't taste the fruit. You, you get the sour pretty quick. Yes. It's tart, but not not super puckery. Yeah, there's a lot of sours where I'm like... Yeah, that's not eh, drinkable kind of thing. Yeah, this is drinkable. Like, like when I got leg cramps, I'd drink pickle juice out of the refrigerator at 2 in the morning <laughs> is kind of what that tastes like. But this is like... It's got, it's got that, you know, it's got that little bite. It's, it's yeah. interesting and it's... And it's it's easy and it appeals yeah. to me. I don't if you're interested in, in sort of like exploring sours, this would be an easy one to yeah, get Yeah, like get your, this is, I definitely would say this is a kind of get your feet wet before you go and try like mega atomic warhead sour yes. type beers. And so we've done so far 12 variants of this. This is um, this is also kind of florally. Yeah, for sure. Oh, geez, no, this is this is really, really, really good, actually. And I think I'm with you, Chad, where I typically don't reach for a sour. But this is this is pretty easy to drink. It's still not, to me, as interesting as IPAs or even the amber. But it's still... Well, that's another, that's another segment. You know, like once, once the beer community finds a, a niche like that, sours is another way to go because I would say up until 20 years ago or less even... Sour was not a style on anyone's radar at any level. And I think that in order to be viable and marketable and continue to um, grow, I think it's a, it's a necessary compliment. It doesn't have to be your favorite style. It doesn't have to be something you reach for every time. It doesn't have to be something that you have to kill the entire six-pack. I mean, it can, be, it can be a dessert. It can be a, an aperitivo. It can be... It could be whatever you want. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting. And you, and you mentioned that this is your base for all any all, of all sours that you guys put out. Do you guys do many, or is there? Yeah, so we have so far we are releasing number thirteen on Friday. So number thirteen will be flavored with lychee. Ooh, nice. Um, and we've done in April we did Sour Saturday where we took over twelve of our taps with twelve of our own sours. Oh wow! So um, so, so sour is a major segment for you guys yeah, in terms of right what you now, like to experiment. But we're doing really small batches of these, so yep. it's just one-offs that we go through pretty quickly. Um, fruited sours are kind of the big thing right yeah, now. Yeah, we've noticed that we were just talking about that so yeah I, I just bought a beer not long ago called tiki slam it's out of it's a boulevard beer so out of boulevard kansas city and uh talk about a fruited sour it's it's like a cornucopia of fruit in a glass that just happens to have beer in there with it i mean it tastes more like fruit juice to me than it does yeah. and that's not a my favorite those fruited sours yeah I, i'd rather have the beer be the dominant and then have the yeah. right, right. There's a few that I, you know, like um, Clear Lake Lake Time Main Squeeze is a good one. Yes, that's a great. one. That's another one that's like it's got that sourness, but it also has enough other 
characteristics that balance it out. So maybe if sour is like not on your radar, you could try that and be like, oh, this this is all right. I can I can enjoy this. Was that the one that you brought over? Yeah, with the red and the yellow. Like, yeah, that was good. Yeah, yeah. I kind love of a raspberry. Ones. Was that raspberry? No. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, it was. Ras- raspberry main yeah, squeeze. Right. Yeah, yeah. Th- those uh, those out of Lake Time. The, there's a blueberry and a raspberry both. Yeah. They, they taste like a muffin to me. Like, when I drink it, it's like a raspberry muffin in and a And some, I mean, there are a lot of pastry sours, too, where you actually, yeah. I just tried one from Dimensional today that was a strawberry shortcake or something. And Ooh, yeah. you get the berries, and you get the cake, and you get all of those things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Love it. All, all right, you? another beer in front of us. Ooh. This is called This Most Beautiful Fabric. Yes, This Most Beautiful Fabric is a New England pale ale. So you get a lot of the New England characteristics. It's hazy. Mm-hmm. You get the juiciness. You get the hotness. Oh, my. But since it's a pale ale, you're only clocking in at five and a quarter percent. So it's not going to yeah. knock you out. Uh, as you mentioned, it's, it's hazy. Definitely has kind of that look of New England pale ales. But, man, does it have a nice... I mean, it's a unique flavor. Maybe it's the it's our palates aren't, but super soft. The ca- it's the cashmere hops right there. The nothing is softer than cashmere, right? Yeah. And there is no more beautiful fabric, according right. to. And that Led Zeppelin oh, song. Oh, and now we have a name. The Led Zeppelin song going to cashmere. Woo! It's mm. delicious. This is good. This is an easy drinker too. I think there's a picture of a goat on the label of this one. There is a picture of a goat on the label and a rainbow. Is the goat? Was his fur made? Well, is it saying that this beer is the goat? So that's all cashmere related. So yes, where is the cashmere coming from? Goats are traditionally associated with some other style of beer that I can't recall right now, Um, but we went with it anyway. Yeah, why not? It's a great label. Be brave, be bold. Yeah, your labels uh, are—they stand out uh, in the display. When I look at this, when I look at everything, you know, like I said, it's so hard to decide. God, what do I try? Do I want to spend $24, on a four-pack? Do I want to spend $17.99? Do I want to spend, you know, what? I, it's, it is what it is, but, like, I'd say, like I always say, start hyper-local. This place is less than three miles from my house. Yeah. Why not, right? Yeah, for start sure. Start there. Yep. And not is it three miles from our home, but it provides a great product, and it's something worth worth checking out. But you may be listening in a total part, different part of the country. I don't know. And if that's the case, I bet you can find somebody who um, looks and sounds a lot like Thu yeah. and provides a, a product that is equally good. What would you say your annual barrel production is? Or is that even something that's on your radar? Less than 5,000? Less than 5,000. Yeah. Yeah. Less than a million? Yes. Less than a million. Yes. <laughs> than a million. <laughs> I don't honestly know off the top of my head. So. Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, certainly, yes, what, what I like about that's awesome is I can find your product in local grocery stores, right? So that's a major upside to me is if I can't make it out here, if it's Sunday night, I can still go out and get it. There's exclusivity, but there's still accessibility. Yeah. yeah. And so what what is traditionally the the products that you distribute into the stores? So we have our three core beers for bottling are the Olden in the Way, double IPA. Should be. Yeah. This Most Beautiful Fabric, which you get just it. tried. And Tappa Tappa Tappa, which is a brown ale that I don't currently have on tap right now. Tappa Tappa Tappa, which is a brown ale. Okay. Yes. And, that's a and so I can find any of those in the store. So if I'm, a, if I'm in Iowa, if I'm a, are you distributing pretty much across? Or are you yeah, east so side? Mostly Cedar Rapids, Iowa City, and Des Moines. Des Moines, yeah. Um, a little bit. We do a little bit in Ames and a little bit elsewhere in Iowa. Population Ohio, centers. But yeah. Okay. Yeah, but yeah Ames, that makes sense. Des Moines, and then the corridor. Yeah, Awesome. All right, and then is there anything we should know about that's going to be coming out? Beer-wise, yes. I figured there would be. (laughs) Um, We just brewed an Imperial Stout yesterday. Good God. So, do you feel the do you feel the gout spring? I do. There's, <laughs> I have had some banger, banger, banger barrel aged and barley wines from here that are literally. They usually come in the 22 ounce bomber, and it that's like, that's a. That's a addition to a meal. Like, you yeah. do not just go, oh, I'm grilling some burgers. I'm going to drink this. It's something you put on your table, you share, you sip, you enjoy. They're, uh, they're pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. Whenever we talk about stouts, my, my biggest memory that comes back of, of you talking about how stouts give you gout. Oh, man. Dark beer. I used to be the dark beer champion. I would just guzzle dark beer. Now, 
now I have like a pint, and I'm like, ugh. I can no, feel nothing, it. nothing supports our brand of being old, old fat bald guys. Like stout gives me gout. Stout and the gout. But you know what? I'll suffer for that. It's, it's worth it. It's so it's good. It. Yeah, it's so and good. this one, this Imperial Stout, I think, is going to clock in at the highest ABV Imperial Stout that we have done outside of the barrel aged one. Above yeah. 12? I don't know yet for okay. sure. Close. So when is that going to be available? Uh, hopefully within the next three weeks or so. Right. So we're, we brew that one with schedule. the bike yeast, which brews a little bit, ferments a little bit quicker. So so we'll schedule a trip back. Time. I'll yeah. get a full size. You can get one of these. Well, how yeah. do you feel about spicy things? I because, love spicy things. So yeah. our bogey Joe, the amber ale you had earlier, um, every year we add, we do a batch with Carolina Reapers. Ooh. And oh. then we do a batch with chili bowl and jalapenos and another less spicy pepper. So those spicy beers will be coming out in the next few weeks, and then we're going to do the Imperial Stout with chocolate and pepper also. Nice. Ooh. So watch it's, for It's those. been many years ago. I went to the Madison Beer Fest, and I had a habanero chocolate stout. And I'm like, oh, that sounds amazing. I'm going to drink that. I put, I had like a sip, and I'm like, I can't drink that. <laughs> like, I want to. It tasted good, but... It was it was way too hot, way and too I hot. and I like I'm a guy who likes I'm spicy. I'm very spicy too. Yeah. But three years ago, when we first released the Carolina Reaper one, which is I, it's drinkable to me, but a friend brought in capsaicin extract, oh, yeah. and so we all tried a little bit of it, and I had just the teeniest, tiniest little bit on the yeah, tiny of a fork, done. and yeah. that I was out. Yeah, it was awful. Oh, for sure. Yeah, it's like uh, Dave's insanity sauce. That stuff is yes. Well, we have Dave's hot pickles at home in our refrigerator, and I like them. Like, they're good, but I eat one every six months, and that's about all I can do. I mean, that's how hot they are. Yeah. All right. So, we, we again, we have a new beer in front of us. This is called uh, Sounds Interesting. Yeah. And I can tell you right off the bat, um, I took a sniff. I get coffee off of it. Yes, yeah, so that is a coffee chocolate blonde. So describe what you're looking at and then describe what you smell and you're going to describe the taste of something that's dark. Yeah, I'm going to say I'm looking at a mild amber. I mean, it's not it's not a strong amber. It's pretty translucent. It's, you know, there's not a lot of haze to it. It's got a nice head on it, but man, and the, that one the, is the, on nitro. It is. I was going to uh, say, it's like creamy and chewy. Yes. So you're going to get the, the nitro mouthfeel the, there, too. I haven't got over the olfactory. This is so coffee, so chocolate on the on the nose. And the coffee for this one comes from, and most of our coffee beers, comes from Dash Coffee Roasters, Ooh, which is just great, around the corner. Another great local company right in the Kingston Village. Oh, Hyperloop. man. Even at Hyperloop. Hyper yeah, you get a taste of the coffee and the chocolate too. I mean, it's it's not just smell. But the coffee is not overpowering no. the taste of this one. I don't like coffee in this one. I don't drink coffee the, at all. The chocolate balances it out a little. Yeah, bit, it's more like a mocha ice cream or yes. a yeah quad caramel macchiato latte. Oh man, and this the nitro is good. just really that creaminess. Yeah, it gives I it think the creamy. Really adds to this beer. Yeah, for sure. Mm. Man, I, I, I'm gonna savor this one just a little bit. This is really good. It's perfect dessert. I, I tried to savor it. It is a uh, it is a dessert beer. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry, I have more of everything. All right, perfect. interesting. So yeah, we named it. Sounds interesting because it sounds. It interesting. does. Sound it does. It's like a, it lives up to it. It's like story. a lunchbox of of flavors that you go. Eh, I don't know, and then you're like, oh wow, that's everything complements. Hey, Q. Each other. Perfect. You want to try this? Come try this. This is really good. It's interesting. You're not going to crush a six-pack of this. But. <laughs> and that one's higher ABV, too. That yeah, one's 7.3, so it's a oh, little... So it's got a little, little hit bit, to it. Yeah. Do you have anything to say as a young beer connoisseur? I'm drinking a New England IPA over there. This is a lot sweeter. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, what What did I just drink? It's that co- is the coffee chocolate blonde. It's mm. called Sounds Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, I do, know. You, do you get the chocolate out of it? Do you get the coffee? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah, yeah this is that cool. good. Yeah, this is something that... Like, I, I would bring into my refrigerator and say, I'm going to drink one of these Saturday night after everybody goes to bed. Right? I mean, it's that's like that a kind of wine. Like exactly. a port wine with yes. walnuts and chocolate at, around the fireplace. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. I love it. Yeah, that was really good. It. So we have one beer left in the flight. One final beer. And did we exhaust the taps with this flight? 
Yeah, so you have now tried everything that we have on tap at this present moment. Aside from, I also carry Jefferson County Cider. Jeffco. And Shots out. Uh, Wild Child Kombucha from Icebot Kombuchery in Marion. Nice. Okay. Nice. So. We also did we, did, we didn't have it on the flight, but old and in the way. Well, that's what we had initially. Yes. That was our first beer we I'm described. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, that's on the podium for the top three beers in Iowa. Yeah, Chad's a huge fan. I think it's incredible. I mean, it's very, very good. It's one of my favorites. Like, I would reach for it every yeah. time. Certainly, if you're saying, I want something that's going to grab me from an IPA perspective, that's It's got hands the punch. Down. It's yeah. got it's got the, you know, the ABV. It's got the bitterness. It's got all the good complex flavors. But it drinks so, so much lower than its ABV. Like, it's... I would say I be agree care- with that. Be it's, careful. Be careful. Yeah, it's yeah. a danger beer. Yeah, Whenever it I'm out it selling it, I say this is my favorite it beer. Is. But you, it is a danger beer. You I have, have two here beer. usually, and, I'm and then like, you stand oh, yeah, up. Yeah, and you go, have, oh my god. Yeah. Well, after I have two, I'm like, oh yeah, those are good, man. I'm, I'm gonna have one more, and then that one, I'm just like. Whoa. And then Tara's driving you home. Yeah. Thank. Goodness. All right. So we just <laughs> we, we just poured the last one called Fair Enough. Again, the similar color to sounds interesting. Yep. Very light. Very light. So this is a nitro English ale. So if you've ever had saying. a Boddington's, yeah. it's more flavorful than a Boddington's, which is, I think, like the kind of the pinnacle of English nitro ales that you would see at a traditional English pub. Yellow can with the B on it. Yes. Um, it's one of the ones you see more often in the United States. And it's less, so if you've ever had Old Speckled Hen, which is another one that's really popular, especially at British bars, it's less funky. Like, Old old Speckled Hen is, like, yeah. really pexy in the face. Yeah. yeah. And this barnyard. is just... Yeah, this yes. doesn't have yes, that. Barnyard. This doesn't have that barnyard No, this is just a nice, smooth... We Super have a friend from the drinkable. UK who, who loves this beer. So oh, I, I feel like that's a really What's good badge of honor. This one is 5%. 5%. I'd be, I'm surprised that it's 5%, to be honest. It's, yeah, it doesn't drink like It doesn't drink like 5%. Yeah. This reminds me of the, the traditional ales in England that... They would literally make it a very low ABV, so you could have two or three of them during the day while you're while you're working, and it just it kept you fueled while you're working, right. kind of thing, right? Um, you know the the pub regulars. So to speak. And we have done this one every once in a while. We do have a beer engine, and we will do firkins. So we have done firkins of fair enough, and done it in the traditional cask style, where it's out served at not cold temperatures right, temperature and in the barrel. Yeah, poured out of the poured out of the beer engine. So are all these beers that we just tried, are they brewed here in this facility? All of the beers you just tried are brewed right on the other side of the wall that your listeners Yo, can't when see, you walk in right here, there. you know this is the real deal when you walk in here cuz you smell the yeast, you smell the malts, you smell you smell brewery and like to the to the uneducated or the non-beer person, you may go, "Ooh, what's that smell?" That's the smell of the goodness and, yeah. the, and the greatness. That's beer love right yes, there. Yes, it is. Right. Absolutely. So it all it all happens in this facility. You don't farm any of it out. Nope. You don't have you don't have some small uh, batch or meeting some big demand maybe and goes all the way down to Florida like some other breweries around the place do. Yeah, that's yeah. happened. You know, people uh, try to outmarket their production and then they end up in, a, in just a, a storm of of negative publicity, yes. but not here. This place. That's yeah, awesome. Everything is brewed right We here. love it. And how big is the operation in like number of people? Uh, right now, three. That's amazing. So, so there's, there's three there's people. Me, um, my brother-in-law, who is our brewer, and I have a part-time beer tender who covers some hours for me, but it's right now so, just the three of us. So really, one guy is doing all the brewing. Yes. Is he doing all the bottling, too? Yes. That's incredible. Yeah, it's all done by hand. We don't have a canning or bottling line. Amazing. Yeah, that is amazing. So, yeah, That's it's, awesome. It's a lot of work, but so this is the real it's deal. A labor if, of love. Yeah, if you want to come and enjoy really hyper-local, small brewing, Small batch brewing with great products, interesting products, things that you won't get necessarily everywhere you go. You should come down and check out too. This yeah, is awesome. It's the spot. Yep. And we talked a little bit about what's coming up. Uh, we talked a little bit about some exciting products that are coming up. How about any events? Are there any events that we should know about? Um, Event-wise, in July, we are hosting History on Tap with uh, the Czech and Slovak Museum and Library. Nice. Um, there will be some other events coming up in the next couple of months. So there's a website or something we should check Social. out? Thubrew.com, Facebook, uh, Instagram, Twitter is all Thubrew. Thubrew. Nice. Yeah, follow our social media is the best way to keep up to date with what we're doing our website feeds all that in too so you can see what we're up to for the czech slovak event are we doing anything sort of specific to 
Czechoslovak in terms of beer? You know, like a traditional Czech pills or anything like that? I don't know what our history on Tapia is. The last one we did was about the beer caves um, in mm. Iowa City and Cedar Rapids, and I don't know what the topic is for our next history on cool. Tapia. Cool, cool. Awesome. Well, I want to thank you for letting us come in today. This thank is our first remote. Yeah, live remote. And man, were we treated well. Yeah, absolutely. Incredible beer, incredible yeah. atmosphere, an incredible owner of Thu came to sit with us at, our, at the table, talk beer with us. Chad, do you have a favorite beer that you had tonight? I mean, I... <laughs> Other than what Olden in the Way. What kind of question is that? No, you can pick Olden in the Way. It's Olden in the Way, but I mean, from top down, the, both the flights we tried, I mean, there's not one that I would be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't yeah. do that. You know, when I get, you, you get a flight sometimes at anywhere, and you're like, ah, I'm going down yeah. the line, and you're like, ooh. You drink the rest of that one. Yeah. <laughs> you, guys have, you guys have that one. Not here. I would, I would, uh, I would recommend every single thing on the lineup here so yeah it's all very the way is the clear hands down winner and is that your favorite that you brew as well old in the way is my favorite beer that we make um but i i occasionally bring emerald dragon right now is yeah my go-to um the askew line i'm a big fan of those too but overall i would say out of all the beers that we have made old in the way is just the winner of my heart yeah i i like a lot of the things that we tried today. The one that probably surprised me the most was your Sounds Interesting. I mean, that was such a, to me, was such a shock in terms of the look and the and the smell and the flavors all together as a package. Um, so I, I was, I like new things, I like trying new things. So to me, that was probably my favorite just because it was so different. You know, if I were going to say, which one am I going to buy at the store? Olden in the Way. I mean, Olden in the Way is an easy drinking IPA that has just a ton of character on it. And you're, you know, you're not gonna. That you're not four gonna be pack sorry. is all you need. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that, <laughs> It'll get the job done. Yeah, it, it gets the job done. So, yeah, awesome. And I can, if I'm a, if I'm a shopper, I can go to Hy-Vee and get those. Are you distributing in other places as well? Yep. Um, so Hy-Vee's in the Cedar Rapids and Iowa City area. Uh, Hy-Vee's in Des Moines, Cyclone Liquors and Ames. Awesome. Awesome. Ben's also here Ben's, in yeah, Rapids. here in Cedar Rapids, which if you want to get craft beer, go to Ben's for sure. So awesome. So if you're in one of the major um, population centers of Iowa, you can get this beer. If, you, if you're in Cedar Rapids, please come down to the room, the, the tap room, and, and enjoy a beer right like, like you're supposed to, like God intended, right at the bar. And if you have a bar or a restaurant or a Hy-Vee or anywhere where you buy products and you don't see our products, Please just ask them. To Absolutely, you know what I'll do. The next place I go and order beer, I'll say, "Do you have anything from Thu?" Because why not? We should we should encourage those kinds of things. So awesome! So everybody who's out there, if if you're listening, come out and enjoy Thu with us sometime. We're gonna come down, Chad. You and I are gonna do a triv night some night. Yeah, yeah, soon. We'll pull soon. Jessica just because she has medical knowledge. Ooh. So she, you know, I if do you, some medical. Candidates. Yeah, this this woman is smarter than you and I combined. And she has all of the medical anatomy, chemi- she teaches chemistry too. So uh, we'll, we'll bring her down for a night where she can, we'll have to bring her own iced tea in. But yeah. We'll, we'll make some. But for every beer she doesn't drink, I promise to drink one myself. Same, same. So yeah, yeah. Awesome, awesome. So Chad, do you have any thoughts that you want to close with? No, I just, I love this place and it's one of my favorite places in town and it's, it's, it's just incredible. Yeah, and, and just Absolutely. a nod back to to what uh, you said is this is an inviting, accepting place to come and sit. Comfortable, welcoming. Yeah, so an old, fat, bald guy like you and me, we can come here and feel comfortable. We're accepted. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll certainly... Um, welcome anybody who else that wants to come along as long as they don't have hate in their heart so that's that's awesome please come down and enjoy us thanks for coming and listening to us and along this journey today we had an awesome time out at Thu brewery hopefully this won't be our last time as a remote i think yeah. we've got it down chad yeah, yeah. we show up we have good things to eat and great beer to drink what well, more could we yeah, ask for absolutely. like invite us and we'll come in and do that uh, at your place too but thanks for joining us and and have a great week we'll see you on the next one thanks